Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets at Destination.com. And today we're talking 2022-2023 Houston Rockets schedule, all 82 games out right now. And I think my co-pilot, Michael Brown, says he has some downtime at work. So he's going to pop in here and we're going to talk a little bit about this schedule. So... Mike, feel free to come on up and let's talk this schedule out. So to start, I guess, um, Mike, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. I mean, I figure on schedule release day, we got to make some time to talk all things Rockets basketball. Absolutely. We got to schedule it out. But <sighs> see what you did here there. we are. So I guess the best way to go about this, I think, is just to kind of go uh, <sighs> month by month. Does that work for you, Mike? Oh, um, works for me, my man. All right. So let's start out with the month of October. We are nine weeks away. That makes it sound like it's right around the corner. I think when you get to the point where it's weeks instead of months, I mean, it is two-ish months away, but 
nine weeks away from the season opener on October 19th. The season ended last year against the Hawks in Houston. It starts off on the road against the Hawks on Wednesday, October 19th. Then the home opener for the Rockets is on Friday, October 21st against the Memphis Grizzlies. Then after that, a rough schedule with five of the next six games in the month of October on the road. They got to go to Milwaukee Then they host Utah. Got to go to Utah, to Portland, to Phoenix, and to the LA Clippers. That Phoenix Clippers uh, two-game stint is a back-to-back on Sunday the 30th and Monday the 31st, Halloween night against the Clippers. So, Mike, what are your first thoughts on this home opener first part of the schedule? Brutal, man. I mean, that's the first, that's the, the word that I look at this schedule. I know we're going month by month, but the, the word that comes to mind with this schedule just overall is brutal. I mean, that's not easy, man. Like the number of road games, who they're playing, you know, I, it, it's not going to be f- fun's not the right word because it's obviously going to be fun because it's Rockets basketball. But watching those games could be a really brutal watch, and it's going to be a really big wake-up call for the rookies. I think that last year the Rockets had a lot of road games to start. And yeah, that's two yeah, years in a row. Um, but I actually think this is a good thing. Okay, defend the point. So when you're on the road, and I this was made apparent um, like back when the Rockets had James Harden and uh, were kind of building that team uh, with, with Chris Paul and all that. But they said, I remember from that team, they said that, you know, playing on the road, I think it's because they took a trip to China during the preseason and then they had a lot of road games to start. I think this was the first season after Dwight Howard left. So it was like kind of a new team. I know Ryan Anderson was here. I remember him being part of that group for some reason. But they said how being on mm-hmm. the road to start a season gives you, you know, you bond more on road trips than you do when you're playing at home. And I think for this team, building chemistry is going to be pretty important considering you are bringing in at least, you know, at least one or two rookies into that main rotation. But just getting these guys acclimated with each other, I think is going to be important for the long haul of the season. So I think having these road games against tough opponents, teams that, you know, are expected to be towards the top of the league this year. I think that's a good way to start. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to get 41 home games. You're going to get 41 road games in whatever order. But I think having these games stacked in the beginning, while it may seem difficult, you are also catching these teams when they are not maybe at 100%, when they're trying to get their feet wet. And maybe the Rockets could snag a win against one of these road teams that they may not have gotten later in the season. That's, that's kind of what I think about as well. So yes, it's a tough, it's a tough schedule on paper at, at the start, but I do think that there is merit in it. I do think you make a phenomenal point with the bonding aspect of what this team is going to go through. And as much as it pains me to say, we're not going to be watching the win loss column this year. You know, I think I think that's a an acceptable standpoint for Rockets fans. You're going to be watching performances in individual games. They're going to get blown out, I would say, in a decent number of games this year just because schedule, uh, wear and tear on the body. But in the beginning of the year, I think they are going to 
be getting to know each other. And I look forward to the first part of the year. I mean, the better the teams are, the more that they're going to grow and excel quickly. And that's only going to be more beneficial for us moving forward. Yeah, I don't want to necessarily go through the schedule and say, this is a win, this is a loss. Maybe we'll do that on an episode in the near future, but I think not today. I think overall the schedule is brutal at the start, but I do think that it will help this team grow a little bit more at the beginning of the season versus what a a homestand would. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And they are, it's going to be a really good test for the coaching staff. It's going to be, there's going to be a steep learning curve, you know, just in the games that you just described. I mean, they're going to be going up against, you know, if Donovan Mitchell's still in Utah, Trey Young, they're going to be seeing Chris Paul and Devin Booker and company. Like, that's going to be a really good test for the the youth of this team. And I'd like to see them more this year, man. I think they didn't yeah. – the, the coaching staff didn't use their youth and their energy enough to their advantage last year. I want to see that flipped on its head this year. Yeah, and look, I say there's a four-game road trip at the end of October – Mm-hmm. But that's only because there's a one-game return home, John Wall's return to Houston November 2nd against the uh, against the Clippers. Then they go back on the road for four games at Minnesota, at Orlando, at Toronto, at New Orleans. And then they return back home for a game November 14th against, once again, the L.A. Clippers. So that's three games against the L.A. Clippers before Thanksgiving. Crazy. I mean, highlighted highlighted there, obviously, I think is the Jabari Smith, Paolo Boncaro matchup, which I can't wait for. Yeah, that'll be November 7th, a Monday night in Orlando. And then after that third Clippers game in two weeks, they go to Dallas for a one game road trip, but then they return home and they get four games at home. Uh, They start out with Indiana. Then two nights later, November 20th, against the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. And then they get off for five days for Thanksgiving, but they return with a back-to-back, a home-and-home back-to-back with Atlanta and Oklahoma City. And they finish out the month with two road games at Mile High in Denver. So looking at this, I mean, that they get rewarded for going on the road very often. They start out with eight of the first or excuse me, they start 10 of their first 13 games are on the road, but then they get basically November 16th, they travel to Dallas, but after that, they don't travel again until the 28th of the month. So they get almost two weeks to stay in Houston for the holiday, which I think is, is fair given their very lopsided schedule to begin the season. But um, they get that Golden State Warriors matchup early in the year. Yeah, they get that. They they get to spend Thanksgiving at home, uh, which I think is really cool. Uh, they're obviously off that day. They get that week off. I think it's going to be a really good reset time for the team, uh, like you said, with the scheduling. So um, they're getting ready for what it what I would describe as a gauntlet of the next five games that we're about to cover. Yeah. So that week, that that Thanksgiving week, I've seen a couple of different schedules, not just the Rockets, but there are there are not a lot of games that week. It wouldn't surprise me if there's like almost no games that week. The twenty, oh, this is that's very strange. 
I'm looking at the NBA schedule right now. I went in the app and it like pointed the games back to 2012. That was kind of strange, but maybe it'll give me some, no, it doesn't show me. Those yeah. Games yet, but they're, they're, they're probably in a scramble. Let's make sure we have the right info on our yeah. website. <laughs> mindset. Exactly. So exactly. We don't want to have to yeah. record this podcast again, but yeah, um, no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm following along. So we're all good. Yeah. Um, so, but I will say this year, I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but on Tuesday, November 8th, there are no games because that is election, election day. day. Mm-hmm. Every team is playing on November 7th that night, the night before election day. And I believe most of the arenas, if not all the NBA arenas are being used as voting sites. So it's like voter, uh, turnout, like common, like, Use like they're using their platform, the NBA, to kind of you know express you know the importance of voting in in America and things like that. I think it's very successful. I would say they're not trying to do that; they are deliberately they are. doing that. Yeah, I think you know the NBA released uh, a presser or a press statement today outlining you know they're doing some they're doing a rivals week this year. They have the initiative to. Uh, close or have no games on election day. They're trying to cut down travel. So they've got some pretty cool initiatives and it's a good time as always to remind everybody, get out and vote. Yeah. That rivals schedule doesn't necessarily feature the rockets. I think that's a very neat idea though. Um, I don't hate it. Yeah. The rivals get, we'll go to, I mean, I guess we'll bring it up now because it doesn't really involve the rockets, but rivals week, January 24th through the 28th, Celtics Heat, Clippers Lakers, Nets Sixers, Grizzlies Warriors, Bulls Hornets, it's LaMelo versus Lonzo, Suns Mavs, Timberwolves Grizzlies, Raptors Warriors, uh, Nuggets Sixers, Jokic versus Embiid, and then Knicks Nets and Lakers Celtics. So interesting. I I like like it because I think we see that a lot in college basketball. It's like rivalry week or – or things like that. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I wish they would incorporate all 30 teams because there are like even if they make like Orlando Atlanta, which the league is like for whatever reason like pushing this super hard. Um, like they could do that for the Rockets too. Rockets have like Rockets will be able to build beef with it. Like Rockets Cavs could be a rivalry game. Rockets. It would have been real- Rockets Sixers. Yeah. Rockets. Uh, Thunder, like there, there, there's an argument there for a couple of Rockets rivalry games. It would have been cool to have it. I saw a story about the Spurs where they're doing the, they're having some game and, uh, and what is it? The, their big stadium in San Antonio where they're expecting like 65. The Alamo Dome. Yeah. Like Rockets Spurs there would have been really, really cool in state. I, I do find it. This yeah. to me makes all the sense in the world because the interest in the NBA rivalry wise is as low now as it's been in the last 30 years. I would say, you know, like late nineties, you had all of the matchups that everybody wanted to watch, whether it was Lakers Kings or whether it was, you know, Lakers Boston or whoever it was, you had all these great matchups that people just were dying to watch. And like right now they really don't have that as a whole, I would say but there's intriguing matchups because of Twitter beef. You know, I, I hate to dumb it down to that, Jeremy, but that's really what it is. DeJounte Murray, Paolo Boncaro, people want to watch that because of what's going on this summer. Mm-hmm. So those types of matchups, the NBA wants to 
you know, cash in on, if you will. So I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a little goofy and a little cheesy, but so are a lot of things in professional sports. Yeah, the Spurs, the Spurs are doing two games in Austin at the end of the year. Um, and I don't think I don't think any of them affect the Rockets, but they do. They're doing two games in Austin this year, uh, two games in two games in Mexico City in uh, or no, they're doing two games in Austin, one game in the Alamo Dome and then one game in Mexico City. The Mexico City game is against Miami. The um, the Alamo Dome game on the 13th of January, that's against Golden State. So that I mean that's a, that's a great idea. And then the last two home games are going to be in Austin. So that'll be against Portland, Minnesota. So the Rockets aren't affected in that. But that's a, a neat idea. Um, yeah. But I think the, all 41 yeah. of the Rockets games will be played at Toyota Center. But let's move forward now because we've been talking too much about other teams that aren't the Rockets um, to December. Um, so the Rockets have those two games at the end of November in Denver. They continue – a, the road trip with a back-to-back against Phoenix and Golden State. Total, like, schedule screw-up. Mm. Then they come home. James Harden plays with the Sixers on Monday, December 5th. So that's, a, that's when you schedule the calendar for, December 5th. Then December 8th, they go to San Antonio. But then they come back for what I believe is the longest homestand of the season, seven game homestand. Um, And it's every other day, starting with Milwaukee, Phoenix, Miami, Portland, San Antonio, Orlando, and Dallas. That takes them to Christmas. And then going into the new year, they go at Chicago, at Boston. That's a back-to-back as well. Again, what the hell with the back-to-backs? And then they get Dallas on December 29th in Dallas. And then, of course, New Year's Eve has to be in Houston. They get the Knicks that night. So big homestand, some some really screwy schedule situations, though, with the two back-to-backs uh, against playoff teams from a year ago, especially Golden State and Boston, the two teams that went to the finals last year. That's the second half of a back-to-back in their arena. NBA against yeah, the Rockets. Another that's no, the rivalry. come on. That should be the rival. The Rockets against the schedule makers. Oh my God. Come on, man. I mean, at this point, they're probably gonna be out of it anyway. So I mean, I hate to, to be that guy, but I mean this dude, this schedule, man, is Yeah, but I'd rather lose to the teams rather than the schedule. You know what I mean? That's fair. I mean, by that point, we'll see where they are. Some great matchups, man. I mean, that's honestly what I'm most excited about with this schedule release is I'm not a huge schedule release guy because you're going to have to play everybody. I think it's intriguing to see where and when they're going to play. I am slightly disappointed at the number of national games that they're getting. Um, I mean, one game on major network. I think that's interesting. But, uh, no, I mean, a a lot of tough challenges like you talked about, you know, at the Chicago, at Boston, then you have to go to Dallas. I mean, that's a three-game swing. That's not going to be easy. Uh, I do love – I mean, we've basically taken it up until the end of the year. My The thing that I'm looking most forward to with the games that we've talked about, this is put-up-or-shut-up time for Steven Silas. 
he, he's going to have to to show what he's got with the schedule that he's been given. It's not going to be easy. So, I mean, that's what I like most, man. What are you most looking forward to? Like through the games we've talked about, maybe yeah. not so much individual games, but are you? What are you most intrigued about watching this team through the games that we've talked about? I mean, me personally, probably those Orlando games. Okay. Um, just because of my connection with Orlando and Paolo sure. and Jabari, I'm really excited about that. Um, I am probably, I'd say probably those games, but I'm also, I'm looking forward to just opening night, honestly. Like Atlanta, I think is a good team to play against that first night. It it reminds me a little bit of last year with Minnesota. Like Minnesota was a team that you felt like, well, maybe if things go right, things could work out, and it totally didn't. Um, but Atlanta was a game that they won last year in Atlanta, if you remember that, Mike. It was a huge comeback in the fourth quarter, um, yep. and Atlanta is going to look different. DeJounte Murray is going to be there instead of Kevin Herter as their two guard. That should make for a pretty interesting interesting pairing, um, and the Rockets will get the first crack at it. I think that's, I think that's pretty neat. And then they get John Morant on uh, opening night. I think that's, that's pretty impressive as well. But let me, let me go down to January because I know we don't have a ton of time, but let's keep, keep it pushing to January where we start off 2023 against the Dallas Mavericks at home, travel to New Orleans two nights later, then a second half of back-to-back again, the Rockets get the home on the second half of the back-to-back. They get Utah, Minnesota. Then on the road, once again, a two-city, four-game tour with the Sacramento Kings on the 11th and the 13th. That game on the 11th being the lone ESPN appearance for the Rockets. And then they go to the Clippers on the 15th of January and the 16th of January, which I believe is MLK Day. That will be against the Lakers on NBA TV. So a good chunk of games on the road there. Then they come back. Charlotte Hornets are in town on the 18th. They go to Minnesota three nights later on the 21st. Minnesota travels back with them home on the 23rd to play the Rockets in Houston. Then Washington comes to town on the 25th. Second half of a back-to-back, they go to Cleveland. Then they go to Detroit on the 28th of January. That rounds up the month of January. So, I'm looking here, that's eight road games, six home games, um, but obviously that game against Sacramento being the ESPN game. I find it weird that that's like the ESPN game of the year. Like, of all the games yeah, it could have been, it could have been Orlando, it could have been uh, Dallas, San Antonio. They give us the Kings? Well, I think it lines up with, you know, it's a West Coast game, so it's the it's not in Houston. ESPN has that weird funky schedule where they've got that early game, then they have that late game. So it was probably really the best game on the West Coast that night. That's uh, well. Well, other things yeah. also too is you know at this point in the year ESPN has like I, I think some flexing power to where they can change the game if like a more desirable matchup comes. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen. But I think I read somewhere on Kings Twitter like this is the first ESPN game for the Kings since like 2019 or something, which is kind of wild. But. Yeah, I, I look forward to that, though. I Sacramento is going to be as bad as we are this year, I feel like. So yeah. it's, you know, there's that. De- there's every team gets like one game quota. Like maybe that's some rule that they have now. But yeah, I mean, January definitely opens up, though. I mean, if, if you compare the first, 
up until the new year. I mean, this is these. There are a decent number of winnable games. I would say, you know, Charlotte at home, at yeah. Minnesota, you know, or Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota is going to be a winnable game. Well, there's three games against Minnesota that that month, and I'm not feeling good about any of them. Well, I mean, Washington at home. Now. They got Rudy Gobert now. It's not going to work in Minnesota, but that's it. Uh, that's a conversation for a different you know day. By then, if it works or not, but let's see. Um, for sure, February comes around. Four of the first five games in February are at home. They get OKC in Toronto on the first and the third. Then they go second half of a back to back to OKC, and they come back two nights later. Another home and home with the Kings. I feel like we get home and homes with them every year now. Since they started doing it, yeah, uh, it's. I like the home and home thing. I though, do too. That the, that the NBA is doing. The Kings though keep always coming up, but I think that's a good team to have a home and home with. Just because they're a beatable team and uh, you can get momentum off of a two-game swing as opposed to a one-game swing. But after that home-and-home with Sacramento, five-game road trip, but it's it's broken up by the All-Star break. So they get at Miami, at Philly, at OKC. Then there's the All-Star break in Utah. Then they go at Golden State, at Portland, and then they finish the month at home against Denver. Yeah, it's again. It, that's that's a definitely a, a more trying month. Thankfully, it is uh, split up by the All Star break. Here's a question for you, Jeremy Brenner. If I had to set the number at three and a half Rockets who have been invited to participate, no, yeah, two and a half. I'll set it at two and a half number of Rockets invited to participate in All Star Weekend. Are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over of two and a half. Yeah, you got it. You got to think, Mike. Okay. Like the rookie, the rookie game, like the Rockets had what? They had Jalen. They had they had more than two and a half in the in just the rookie sophomore game alone. Yeah, but this year, this year you've got three guys versus four. I would say that Ty Ty Washington has an outside shot at that game at best. So even if you take Jabari Antari, who's your third guy that's going to participate? Maybe in the skills challenge, dunk. Yeah, dunk contest. Yeah, that's why I think two and a half is a good number, though. KJ Martin for the dunk contest. If he's, he's if he's still a rocket. If he's still a rocket. Yeah. No, I think the two and a half is a solid number. We should revisit that as we get closer. Yeah. Uh, then I'll just go with March and April. There's only four games in April this year, so I'll just go through the rest of the schedule here real quick. Uh, March 1st, the Memphis Grizzlies are back in town for their second Houston game of the season. Then at San Antonio, home against San Antonio, that's a weekend back-to-back with both teams, home and away. Um, Then March 7th, Brooklyn comes to town. March 9th, the Rockets head to Indiana. Then a six-game homestand every other day, starting with the Bulls, Celtics, Lakers, two with the Pelicans on the 17th and the 19th, and then Golden State on a second half of a back-to-back to end that road trip. So that's, what, three three games against Golden State and two of them are on the second half of a back-to-back? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. then two your, your two Memphis trips, March 22nd, March 24th, they go at Cleveland on the 26th, at New York on the 27th. So that's another back-to-back uh, that's like, Four games in six days, I think. Uh, yeah, and then you got at Brooklyn. So they're staying in New York City there. That's five games in seven days. Five games in seven days. Um, or I think yeah, five or an eight day. I can't. I can't. Imagine. It's six. So it's five and seven, six and nine. 
Yeah, they have the 23rd off, the 25th off, the 28th off. Okay. Then end yep. March with the Pistons coming to town. They get the Lakers two nights later, the Nuggets two nights later. Then they finish off the season at Charlotte at Washington. So that's... Did we finish the season last year against Washington? I can't remember. No, last season say... ended against Atlanta. Okay, I was that, That's the thing. They've ended the last... I, I want to say they've ended the last two seasons against Atlanta. Last year, it was at home. And then the year before that, it was on the road. Um, and then this season, they're, they're starting against Atlanta. Um, but at Washington, that's a noon start on um, the last day of the season. I love afternoon games. They yeah. only have a couple this year. Um, the Clippers game in January is, uh, is a 2 p.m. tip-off central time. And then the Washington game's a noon start central time. That's it for the, for the Sunday matinee games. Yeah, I wish we had more. Um, I will give my final thought real quick because I do have to jump off, Jeremy. Um, yeah. I will say this. I'm going to go on record. The Rockets win opening night in Atlanta. Uh, I will call my shot now. Yeah, I think that they, they win. Uh, exciting time. You know, it's scheduled coming out. I am going to give my official win uh, prediction on a show in the future. I will not do it today. Uh, but Jeremy, my man, well appreciate said. always right, hanging you, out with you. Talking Rockets. Be sure to go follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, on Twitter. BSW Podcast underscore MB. All right. Thanks, Thanks bro. bro. All right. So there isn't really much else to say. I think the schedule is the schedule. It's, I mean, we knew who we were playing. It's not like it's much of a surprise. We knew there are 41 home games, 41 road games, but it is exciting. Um, it is exciting to have more to talk about. And yes, we could totally analyze the schedule backwards, forwards, left, right, and all the way around. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the Rockets just got to win the games that are in front of them. And the schedule can't be an excuse. I think Britt wrote that in the comments earlier in the episode. And I agree. I think, I think yes, while the schedule is frustrating, every team deals with schedule snafus throughout the year. And, you know, you kind of just have to roll with the punches. I think there are some moments of adversity for the Rockets in this schedule, but I think this whole season is going to be a test against adversity for this whole team. That's kind of how it is with young teams. Um, As for a win total, you'll hear it on another episode of the dream take at some point in the future, but I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the dream take and at dream check SDN. You can also head to our Facebook page, give us a like over there, and head to our website, thedreamchick.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. We'll be back, I believe, sometime early next week. Mike and I will be back. Um, we have some special guests lined up throughout the summer, so keep an eye out for those. And if you'd like to follow my personal Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets!